0: They say she like
1: basically invented this popular twerk move over there. What twerk move is
0: that? A lot of Caribbean people do it. It's basically like show like isolated. Um, oh, I don't know. Oh, okay.
1: Guess. But that's <laughs> kinda of, that's kinda of like what Shakira used to do. So
0: No, but she, while twerking. Shakira does it with her. With her hips. Yeah. Yeah, and you will do it like Okay, twerking. Okay.
1: Kinda like body like body locking and shit, like. Yeah, but but just with her booty. Bronx May, Bronx May, Bronx May, Bronx May,
0: Bronx May. Hey, que lo que welcome to Bronx Girl at Heart presents Casa Confessions, where young bosses and creatives confess funny and harsh truths about their come up. I am your host, Alana Santigua. So excited to welcome you to episode two of a brand new revamped season. And today we have a guest right next to us. This is DJ Loco, a New York City based DJ. Um, do you want to give people a little introduction about yourself? What's
1: going on, everybody? My name is DJ Loco from Spanish Harlem, 116 Second Avenue. What's good? What's good?
0: Yeah. And if you want to plug your social media accounts. For sure.
1: You can follow me on Instagram at DJ Loco with a K N Y C. Also on that Twitter, DJ Loco N Y, and uh, pretty much everywhere else as well on TikTok. Yeah.
0: And let's clap it up for episode two of season two. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, DJ Loco. For sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So before we get into it, we need to plug our socials. We're currently on Facebook, threads, Twitter, all the things. On Twitter, it's at Big Lonnie, at Big underscore Lonnie. But on Instagram and everything else, it's at Casa Confessions Podcast. And you can check out those social media platforms to stay updated on the podcast. So I don't know if you saw the first episode, but we'll get started with um, a sound off. Okay. Okay. So that's just when I'm going to go through like a, a few pop culture stuff and current events topics that are going on right now. And we'll just share our opinions on it. All right. Rapper and BMF actress Cash Doll recently posted threesomes are for unfaithful men and low self esteemed women on her Instagram story. What do you think she had to say? What do you think about what she had to say?
1: I think that, you know, to each their own, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you can't really judge. You don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Everybody got their own type of sexual preference, so Mm -hmm. you never know.
0: Yeah. Are you into threesomes? Uh,
1: I'm not opposed to it, you know. It's not necessarily my cup of tea, but I'm not opposed to it why is it not your cup of tea? I don't know. You saw I'm, I'm I could be a little traditional in that sense, I guess you say. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she I think I mean I think she's bugging. I think that was kind of a generalized yeah. generalization to say threesomes are for unfaithful mm-hmm. men and low self-esteemed women.
1: She sounds like she's talking like from like bad experiences and stuff like that, so.
0: Yeah, cuz some guys probably cheat on her with the girls that they do threesomes. With. H- hence hence the statement, right? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. low self esteem women because there is that stereotype of women who do um, the threesomes to stay with their men. Yeah, but I don't think that necessarily that necessarily keeps them. However, there are women that like threesomes. Themselves.
1: I mean, I, I know I know people, well, good friends of mine that are not into that thing, and you know it looks like fun. Would I try? it? I would, but I mean, you know, it's not something that I'm necessarily like you know out there looking for. I don't think people it's just, it's just, you know, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, you know what I mean. So
0: I hear you. Okay. Sexy red sex tape was leaked on social media, and mm. she tweeted that she felt really bad about it. Did you see the sex
1: tape? I have not. No. <laughs> I, have. I Confess that I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of it?
0: <laughs> Damn. I don't. I don't think she released that. Herself. Nah. I nah. don't think she leaked it herself. It wasn't. It didn't look like something you would release yourself. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think anybody wants to release their own sex tapes <laughs> in general, they right? Said
0: Kim Kardashian did. I mean, but that's, and hers was actually like really good, and it but, looked really cute.
1: But that's the whole Kardashian, K-Ka, um, Kim Kardashian, like conglomerate. Like they, they live
0: <laughs> off of. You gotta
1: think about it. I mean, they, they've been working, you know, behind the scenes and trying to get out there and make a name for themselves for years. So would not be surprised? So
0: you think that was a part of their business plan?
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. What
0: do you think? What do you think about Sexy Red in general? Why do you think rappers like Sexy Red? I think the male rappers specifically really like her.
1: She reminds me of like Lil Kim when she came on the scene, like just mm-hmm. talking that raw, mm-hmm. sexy, like you know, sex talk. Like guys like that shit. But um, you know, she, it remains to be seen on what else she could do. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're not just a, a one one trick pony.
0: Have you played sexy red? Like in the yeah, of course.
1: I mean, you can't you can't go anywhere without hearing ski ski. <laughs>
0: What are your? Do you have favorite sexy
1: red songs? I don't. I don't. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like. I like the tracks, uh, but I want to see more. Like I'm. I'm a. I'm a hip hop uh, enthusiast. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's when it comes to like hip hop songs. Like, yeah, okay, this is hot now. But what are you gonna be like? What What are you gonna be giving out? Putting out to the public five years from now.
0: You're a hip hop enthusiast. So what makes a good hip hop artist to you?
1: It depends. Um, I mean, I'm. I like a lot of like the old school stuff. I love lyricism. I love. Like my personal stuff, I like to listen to songs that have some soul. Like for me, it's, it's 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 twofold. It's the beat, it's the track, it's what the writers, what what the artist is writing about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is he saying? What is what's the message he's trying to he's trying to put out there? So.
0: Not with her sex tape, so you don't think it was a publicity stunt or anything? You believe that what she's saying that it was just leaked?
1: I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things that you never know, right? She could be saying that and, you know, it could be uh, a publicity a publicity stunt, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you never know. Like, I think that the way that she's handling it, she's trying to make it seem like, oh, nah, I wasn't trying to put it out there. But mm-hmm. if it helps, you know, bring her profile even more, then it's a, it's a win-win for her, right? Like, what's the saying? There's no no publicity is bad publicity.
0: Do you agree with that?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I do, but you know.
0: Yeah. And how do you feel that this might affect her career in terms of ticket sales or?
1: I don't think it'll affect music.
0: You don't think it'll have a bad effect?
1: Not at all. No. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, one of one of the songs. I forgot what song it was that she was um. She was talking about her booty hole. Because
0: right? it kind of goes with her It goes it, it goes
1: with her brand. It's on brand for her. So why, it's only going to help her. Yeah. Uh, my future pink booty
0: hole
1: brand. You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you can't feel bad. if I mean, you, I, I could see how, as a person, like, damn, I'm like, I didn't want that out there for my family to see. But mm-hmm. at the same time, look at the shit you're you putting out in music. Mm-hmm.
0: Support you, sexy. I Absolutely, like it's a brand, and sometimes we do it with male rappers too. Yeah, separate it's the true. the raps from their personal life, right? Because they talk about murdering and all this shit. But are we treating them like murderers? Nah,
1: exactly. exactly. I agree exactly. with you. on. I mean, look at look at what, what's going on right now with Thugger. Like, you know, and it's
0: not fair because they're not right. being based on they're being based off of and judged inaccurately based off of what they put in their music.
1: I mean, it's, you know, it's American American 101, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Freedom of speech.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So moving on from that, but continuing on the theme of sexy red, there was a video of her at a sound check, and she had a a muumu on mm. or a mumu I don't know if I said that right, but it's like a nightgown. Okay. And she had a bonnet on. Are you into the the muumu trend that's happening? Muumu. I'm not gonna lie. I, mean, it's Mew
1: Mew. I had to Google that real quick because I don't know what the hell that was, but. Once I looked it up, I'm like, yo, she look like a vieja. Like, yeah, you
0: know? the vieja,
1: the bata. The bata. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. So I was like, nah, that ain't it, <laughs> You're not into your, if you have, I don't know, are
0: you in a relationship right
1: now? I'm not in a relationship. But me personally, I prefer, um, I mean, look, whatever whatever girl that I'm with, whatever she want to wear when she go to bed, that's her business. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about sexual preference and what I like, you know, like, I prefer she's sexy. Like, but you know what I mean?
0: You wouldn't like it if your woman was walking around in a bata?
1: I wouldn't be mad at her. That's her choice. You know, I'm not going to tell her what to wear or not to wear. I look crazy doing that. But
0: it would
1: turn you <laughs> off. It depends. I don't know. I, I guess I can't I can't say yes or no because I haven't had it happen to me yet. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen any girl that I've been with where, a, a, what they say, a mumu.
0: Yeah, they call her a mumu. Yeah. But I've always known it as a bata. If you're Hispanic or Latino, if you know, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now we're going to play a game called Who's Freakier? We made it past the sound off. And this is Who's Freakier Celebrity Edition. Mm. I will throw out two options of different female artists. And you'll just pick who you think is freakier. This
1: is going to get spicy. Okay.
0: (laughs) Beyonce or Rihanna? Rihanna. Why?
1: I mean, I don't know. Like, something about Rihanna and the way that she's always... Portrayed herself as kind of like the bad girl, you know what I mean. Like, mm. but then again, you know, those the quiet, the quiet, reserved ones surprise you too. Yeah, you know, Beyonce, I don't know, she she comes off as quiet and reserved. Like, yeah, her her public persona is out there, but I mean, as a person, she was always seemed very like reserved. So, mm. I don't know, but off a all, all first glance, I would probably say Rihanna.
0: I've been going on a deep dive down Rihanna's catalog Mm. for the last two weeks. Like I've just been—I work from home for my day job, so I've just been listening to Rihanna all day, nonstop, on repeat. Yeah. And that catalog, yeah, Rihanna. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All hits.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like I can listen to her
0: all day, and it never stops. From like old school, upon the replay, please don't stop the music. Yeah, I remember when I came out. Her latest.
1: My I, uh, show my age But I remember When that came out yeah, yeah. I, I remember when that
0: we Was a like, Yeah,
1: Yeah Based on stop of the music Of
0: course mm-hmm. 100% I say Beyonce
1: Really? That's interesting
0: Beyonce's a freak I don't know if you guys She have, is I don't she know if is. you guys Have listened to her lyrics Especially when she talks About Jay-Z Oh Ooh. nah
1: Yeah she addicted drunken love especially Come on dr-
0: Surfboard <laughs> She started more. a whole set trend.
1: Yeah, she did. 100%. 100%. She's having
0: on that board. Like she Come on now. Yeah. Where I feel like Rihanna's more sexual.
1: She Rihanna's a little raunchy, I guess you could say, right? And Beyoncé is more direct.
0: Yes. No, what am I trying to say? I agree with that. I feel like what's the word I'm trying to say? I think Rihanna uses sex and sexiness. She's more sex appeal. Right. Beyoncé's more sexual.
1: That's, that's 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 it's actually a a, a great uh, a great point to make. Yeah. Uh, you're making me rethink my choice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Plus, is it Beyonce a Virgo? Yes. Virgos are freaks. So mm, <laughs>
0: and Rihanna's a Pisces.
1: I'm it's Pisces. P- Pice, yeah. But
0: the only thing that makes me okay, I think Rihanna is a freak, but like I don't think she's a crazy freak. The only thing that makes me think she's a freak is because she's with ASAP Rocky, and he talks. It. I don't know. I've seen some interviews of the things that he's done in the past. But maybe he's over that.
1: I mean, you know, shout out, shout out A$AP Mob. Shout out, shout out in <laughs> the building. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sukiyana or
0: Sexy Red?
1: Sukiyana or Sexy Red. I'm not too familiar with Sukiyana, so I'm going to have to say Sexy Red.
0: Have you seen
1: Sukiyana? I probably might see a couple pictures of her here and there. Okay. Yeah. You're going to say Sexy Red. I'm going to go with Sexy Red. Yeah.
0: You got to Google her
1: when I'm, we leave Sukiyana. I'm going to have to look her. I've definitely heard of her. I just haven't, you know, I haven't really like paid attention to her. hmm
0: yeah. I'm going to say Sukiyana. Yeah. There's like some OnlyFans videos and some videos. Out that's of what I've
1: I've heard of that. that. Yeah. Basically, yeah. she peed on herself and oh, that's, recorded it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But that, I, I I wouldn't even count that as freaky. I just count that as weird. Like, all right. <laughs> that's what you like. That's what you like. I'm not mad at it.
0: That's true. I guess we both have different interpretations of
1: freaky. Hey, listen, what you do in your spare time, that's on you.
0: Hillary Clinton or Kamala Harris? <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Um. Come on, gotta go, with Kamala. I don't. I. I can't look at Hillary and think about. I mean, you know, Bill. Bill. Bill crazy. So who knows?
0: Why are we so opposite today? I don't know. I think Hillary Clinton. You think so? Because Bill is crazy She gotta keep up With all the All the Monica Lewinsky's. She gotta put it down I
1: I like that you brought that up So I'm gonna throw you a curveball You think You think Hillary was giving Bill head No but I think after No she wasn't But I
0: think after Monica Lewinsky Brought her little thick self All Mm. up in that oval office Mm. Hillary had to step it up
1: Mm, That's true That's true Or It was more than Monica too Yeah right (laughs) It It was more than than Monica Or Or Hillary was just doing Her own thing on the side too Mm, which makes her freakier. I mean, makes her freakier or, or makes it just smart, right? Like I don't know. And Kamala
0: Harris, why do you say Kamala Harris? I don't
1: know, man. Something about Ka- Kamala's eyes that 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 <laughs> stare is like. So it's, it's like one of my favorite movies, uh, *Scarface*. It's all in the eyes, chico. You know, mm. something about that. I don't know. Something about that silk press. You just know she's going to the Dominicans
0: every week.
1: Yeah, you know, and plus, you know, I, I like I love my light skin woman, so mm. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna automatically <laughs>
0: Anita, like the Brazilian (laughs) pop singer, or Tokisha.
1: Tokisha. Come on. That's not even a question.
0: Tokisha's a freak.
1: That's sure. not even a question. I, I, will, I will admit that I checked out her OnlyFans. I was like, Lord. Okay. You subscribe? I checked it out just to see.
0: What does she have on there?
1: She had a lot of crazy shit there. Like, just fucking up and fucking on the balcony, fucking in the <gasps> car, like, giving head. I was just like, doing threesomes. I was like, yo, she about it.
0: I heard in an interview that she's actually having sex on there, but I was
1: shocked that she's still doing that at this stage. Of her. I'm pretty sure she's still doing
0: that shit. <laughs> That's that's great for you Tokisha. yo I'm not But mad at both it. of those girls that was actually a hard topic a hard option mm. because Anita is a freak I've watched like a few of her documentaries if you guys ever get a chance she has like two documentaries on Netflix mm. and she's just such a free spirit That's
1: a Brazilian culture yeah. that's what it is I w- <laughs> want to go to Rio de Janeiro yeah.
0: <laughs> she'll go in a room and just make out with girls guys everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very out and proud about her bisexuality. Same with Okisha. Mm. And she also, for Brazil, she, they say she like basically invented this popular twerk move over there.
1: What twerk move is that?
0: If you watch her performances, she'll do it on stage. It's, it's, people have seen it before. Like a lot of Caribbean people do it. It's basically like she'll like isolate it. I don't know. Oh, okay.
1: But that's kind of, that's kind of like what Shakira used to do. So uh,
0: no, but sh- while twerking, Shakira does it with her. Hips. hips. Yeah. Yeah, Anita will do it like. Okay, twerking. Okay, she's kind of like
1: body like body locking and shit like.
0: Yeah, but.
1: But just with her booty.
0: Yeah, and she kind of invented that for Brazil. So. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay.
1: Carol G or Becky G. Carol G or Becky. Carol G. Correct, Carol G. I just went to I just went to a concert at my life with my sister. How was it? It was great. It was um it was better than I expected to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I was just going to kind of just go with my sister. She didn't want to go by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of women there. And just some Carol G. She looked amazing. The way she was talking on the mic, like just her ad libs and just the videos that she put out. The content. I don't know. I would probably have to go with Carol G. On that. Carol G. Yeah.
0: What did you? What really caught your eye when she was performing? I Why? think
1: that her stage presence. Um, I would. I was telling my sister. I think that she's on par with Bad Bunny.
0: Ooh. For sure. I was gonna say, did you go to Bad Bunny's recent tour? I did. Okay, and when you compare both the tours, you feel like they were similar. She's
1: similar, very similar. She's yeah. like the she's like the female Bad Bunny in terms of her onstage presence. You know, in terms of her performance, her catalog, everything. I think that she's definitely there.
0: And I believe, if I'm not incorrect, she won um, Album of the Year. I think so. At the Latin Billboards.
1: I think so, yeah. Oh, I'm mean, little surprised. Her album is pretty good.
0: She's up there. And yeah. yeah, it was a really good album. Mm-hmm. So I think we're on the same page between Carol G and Becky G. Definitely Carol G. I thought that was a harder choice because they both seem to be more on the innocent side. They do. But Carol G has, both of them have definitely done the whole good girl gone bad thing.
1: Carol G was what, Anuel?
0: Carol G before Anuel was so innocent, innocent and sweet. That's what I'm saying. And Carol G before Anuel, she didn't even want to hop on the Sin piyama song mm. because they had a line about smoking weed. That's oh. how Carol G was before. There you go. And this is something she said. Yeah. But now she talks about strip clubs and her songs. And she's
1: weed, talking about being la bichota like yo, uca, it's all it's,
0: that.
1: it's cool, like you know. I think that you Anuel for sure turned her out. You know, sometimes it takes one guy, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we agree on that last one. Yeah. That's the end of that segment. Now, show and tell is our next segment. Okay. In this segment, sometimes if we have an artist or something here, we might ask them to rap or beatbox or dance or something. But since you're a DJ, I think it would be cool for you to share a resource with the audience of something that's helped you grow in your DJing career.
1: A resource? Um... It's kind of tough because, like,
0: a class a workshop something okay. that you did that okay. helped really that helped you hone in your craft.
1: So, when I started DJing again because I took a break, okay. um, I went back to the Scratch Academy. There's a it's actually a DJ school, uh, downtown that was opened by Jam Master Jay, rest in peace, mm-hmm. uh, from Run DMC, and he opened up a school where basically you can learn how to DJ. They take you to the basics, you know, you, they start you on certain tables, and so you learn on vinyl, which is I think the way that any DJ that wants to DJ or that wants to learn should start and you know, you can just work your way up. They have like a full course that takes you from the very beginning to like the more more advanced stuff. It teach you how to scratch. I think they even have music production and stuff like that, you know. It's not cheap, but it's worth it 100%. If this is something that you want to do,
0: the Scratch Academy. The
1: Scratch Academy, yeah, it's on um, I think it's on Astor Place.
0: Good to know. Mm-hmm. That was a great show and tell suggestion. It was quick off the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're at the come up segment. Okay. What got you started with DJ?
1: Um, it started for me at a young age. My cousins were DJs, uh, so from like when I was like maybe six, seven years old, like I remember my cousins packing up, like, you know, moving all the furniture out the living room. They used to live in Wagner Projects in um, East Harlem. Mm. And so they would, you know, I would be in the house with them when they would babysit me, and they would, like, literally take all the furniture out the living room, put it in the in the bedroom, and, you know, p- prepare the house for a party. And I remember just as a kid, like, kind of just running in and out, like, you know, from the bedroom to, like, the, where the dance floor was at, and people would just... Dancing everything from merengue to reggae to reggaeton. Mm-hmm. And they're just controlling everything from the bedroom as a DJ and stuff. So that was what kinda really opened up my eyes to that at first.
0: That's nice. So you were like the little family entertainer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. I was always like, Oh my god, you know, right now, I was always an energetic kid. So yeah
0: now my assumption is that djs can't really dance or be the life of the party <laughs> or sing so then they resort to djing is that true
1: that's absolutely false <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
1: i was always i've always been a good dancer um not wow. to not to brag um when i was when i was a kid i was always the little kid dancing with the yeah so like you know trying nice. like I, I guess like my my parents and my cousins were always encouraged to go pull them out to dance. So I've always kind of like broken, never had that fear, I guess you could say. And then as I was growing up, um, when in my teenage years, I used to be like in a bunch of different uh, sweet 16s. Like people were always, like in the family, were always looking to put me in the the court of honors just because just cause I was a good dancer. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I did like four of those. It's like, too much. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. I love how you
0: mentioned dancing with the VA has growing up. Yeah. You're Ecuadorian, right? I'm Ecuadorian, yeah. How was that something that helped you growing up, and how do you feel like that shows through in your DJing today?
1: I think it gives me a very unique perspective when it mm-hmm. comes to music. Um, just because uh, Ecuadorians themselves, right, like what we would consider, I guess, our country music or like music from our country, like, right, it would be like cumbia uh, or like pasillos, mm-hmm. which is like boleros type songs, right, balance. But we also enjoy everything else, you know, down the spectrum. Machata, merengue, salsa, all that stuff. And then when you kind of add in the whole, you know, New York background, growing up in New York, and you, you got everything else. And it, it gives it a nice blend, I'd say. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Do
0: you guys listen to Selena Quintanilla?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> I, that's the closest I think of when I think of cumbia. Yeah, well, the, she performed a lot of cumbia, right?
1: My yeah, my aunt, one of my aunts, she was a big fan of Selena, so we used to like always listen to one of her albums, and we used to watch the movie all the time.
0: Selena is so iconic.
1: 100. percent
0: She's one of those artists that her brand and her legacy has really transcended generations.
1: For sure, for I sure.
0: Compare it to like Alia too.
1: Did you uh, did you happen to catch the uh, Netflix series that they had on? Yeah,
0: I did. Yeah. So everybody was like, they made her too skinny. <laughs> I
1: think I think that was a good adaptation. I like the I like the the actress that played her, but I think that what was really cool was how they pointed out that Beyonce was influenced by her.
0: I love that part, too. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful, because she just had such an influence on in the South, too hundred percent hundred percent Beyonce's from Houston, yeah, sense. exactly, exactly. You no, know, Selena is just everything she's iconic, but I think everybody who was judging the Netflix series probably mm-hmm. fell in love with J Lo's version of her because we fell in love. With Selena
1: through J Lo, well, I think that I think it's twofold. I think that everybody is always looking to critique something when they already have a version of it that they love, right? Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody likes change. Yeah. Um, I am me as just like a a music historian and a music fan. You know, I I appreciated them getting more in depth into her story Um, because, yeah, the movie was great, but I felt like the series did it more justice, showing her come up, showing her struggles, and showing like her catalog
0: what do you feel about latin music today and how it's really getting a shine a moment to shine right now does I, that make you proud
1: absolutely 100 um i just wish that there were more ecuadorian artists out there right yeah. um just because i'm selfish that way but um other than that I, I love to see how you know the culture is has been moving so like forward so much you know coming from you know the 2000s with you know the whole reggaeton movement and kind of the way it kind of went up and down. And now it's just kind of global worldwide. It's pretty dope.
0: Yeah. Are there any Ecuadorian artists right now that you would want to plug? Or do you feel like they're having trouble breaking down the door in that industry?
1: I think that it's, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. I think that, um, you know, we're trying to find, I guess you could say like identity. Like everybody wants to find their own identity in, in this ever evolving music culture. Um, there are a couple of artists that I know off the top of my head that I've worked with before in the past that are pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, Chota Madre is one. Um, a, he's, a, he's a drummer, um, and um, he does also like rap, conscious rap, and sings. He's pretty dope. Um, another one is Shell X. She's from, she's from Queens. Um, I've worked with them very recently because I do a Ecuadorian Independence Day party in, um, in Uptown in the Heights. Mm-hmm. So I, I did it two years in a row, and they were both a part of it. It was really dope.
0: Awesome. You know what I love about Latin music right now? Yeah. I love how Mexican music and Mexican genres are getting their shine, mm. especially with peso with peso pluma. Peso pluma, yeah yeah, 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 With peso pluma, I think everyone's collabing with him, mm-hmm. and he really is making that style lit again.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that is pretty dope. Um, I think that it, it started with you know, bad bunny kind of like. Helping them put the more out there. He yes. did. He did a he did a song with I forgot, I don't know if it was him. But it was somebody else. It uh, was a band. It was a Mexican band. And yeah. It was. I think
0: the song was called Por Ciento. Yeah. And yeah, that bad money song.
1: Was yeah, that was a corrido. It was pretty dope. It was yeah. pretty dope, and I think that that kind of like brought attention to it. And I think that the the more that other bigger name artists collab with right. lesser known artists or lesser. No genres because I feel like everybody kind of fucks with everybody it's just a matter of just kind of putting making each other up
0: putting it out there mm-hmm. I think Bad Bunny has done that for a lot of people 100%, 100%. About that. he did it with um, I wish I remembered the name of that band that Bad Bunny did for Ciento with it was called Banda something yeah I'm forgetting but I will, I'll actually search it up just to give them their shout out but aside from that Bad Bunny did that with them both yes he did <clears> with Cito Me Pregunto he put I mean them always been lit, especially if you're in New York and you yeah. go to Dykeman and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he put it on a level where top celebrities and Billboard is messing with them both.
1: Well it goes back even before that, right? He did it he did it with a lot of way back before um twenty twenty eighteen. I forgot mm-hmm. I forgot the name of the track that's off the top of my head, but you know, like like the fuego, fuego, that's all. Oh yeah. He did it he did it when in none of those tracks, you know, and he, he came in spitting fire, like You know, on top of the fact that, you know, Bad Bunny, if you think about it, the way that he started, you know, in the music industry, he started like with rap urbano, like, right. And so, like a lot of a lot of New York culture was really accepting of that because we didn't have that, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and then that Uh -uh. leads me to oh, I got the name. It was Grupo Frontera with Bad Bunny, un Un porciento, and that song was Fire. Yeah. So that was the song that Bad Bunny did that really (coughs) I feel like helped put Mexican music on the map in terms of um, the American Latin audience. Yeah. And then on a the broader wide, yeah. 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 And it helps. And then <coughs> came in right at the perfect time mm-hmm. and now he's collabing with the biggest artist. Like,
1: it is awesome to see. It's Everything. a great thing to see. Yeah. And
0: even Shakira has like a Mexican sounding song now that she's dropping with another artist. And,
1: and and yeah. that makes sense because Shakira is always she's she's Colombian so she's always had that like background. Like she's done uh, I'm not sure if she's done Colombian before in the past but a lot of, a lot of her musical like stuff in back in back in the day has a lot of like that South American, you know, uh, um uh, type of musical taste, mm-hmm. as you can say.
0: Shakira's catalog, that's another one. Maybe next week I need to be working from home to Shakira's catalog. <laughs> yeah, I recommend it. And she does every genre. Shakira's just a mm-hmm. queen. And I yeah. love that she's getting her flowers now in terms mm-hmm. of people looking at her career overall. Mm-hmm. She's really cool. And now, oh, last note about Bad Bunny. Did you get to hear the new Drake album? Bad Bunny has a song on
1: there. I I was I didn't listen to it yet. Um I heard snippets of it. Um, it sounds good. The the producer who produced it, his name is Gordo, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's done a lot of he done, done a lot of great tracks. So I'm sure it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing.
0: I was listening to it today, mm-hmm. and I was so excited because it's kind of a Dembow vibe. Yeah,
1: it's a Dembow vibe, and yeah. I'm
0: like not Drake getting on Dembow. Yeah. And Drake was speaking a little bit of Spanish on there too. So
1: I mean, it's it's funny because he, he
0: brought back Spanish Drake.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, like all all those memes about Dominican Drake, right? (laughs) Yeah, I love Dominican
0: Drake. The song is called Gently, Gently, yeah, with Bad Bunny. I'm like, not Drake on them, bow, like, yes. Okay, now moving on from Drake and Latin artists, I do want to know what makes you feel proud to be Latino. What's the best thing about being Latino?
1: Um, the best thing about being Latino, I would say is just, um, the ability to be, to kind of just be, you know, f- like, I guess fluid in, in a sense, like diverse, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no, like, I'm not just one, one shade of color. Like I, I like, I'm, I'm, there's many different things apart of me that make me who I am. Right. Like I think the Latinos, especially growing up in New York, it, it becomes very much a melting pot of culture. And you know, I think that you learn to appreciate culture.
0: Do you think Latinos get a bad rep for how we are able to embrace other cultures and how diverse we really are?
1: Um, I think that it depends, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that if you grow up around specific cultures, you just kind of become a part of the culture, in, like without you unconsciously, like without you even thinking about it. And so when you do that, you kind of show a certain respect to the culture. And I think that other people can see that. Yeah. Right. If you respect the culture, like me personally, I grew up in Spanish Harlem. I grew up around Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, black people, West Indian people. So for me, like I've always been around that type of culture. So like some of my closest friends were Jamaican, Mexican, Puerto Mm -hmm. Rican. So it's like all that stuff make up a part of who I am. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. Next question is, tell me you're Latino without telling me you're Latino.
1: <laughs> tell me you're Latino. So what do, you want, what do you want me to say? You want me to like?
0: Like, what's something about you that without even having to say you're Latino, everyone's like, yep.
1: Um, I love having my coffee with milk and bread butter toasted in the morning.
0: With milk and bread, gonna let you toast in the morning. Period. Okay, mine. Ooh, I gotta think of mine. Some of you are Latino without telling me, but uh. I've been drinking coffee with a lot of milk since I was like eight years old, mm-hmm. maybe. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, even though I'm not a coffee I'm not a coffee person to this day, but that's not uncommon for a it, grandma to offer their grandchild coffee.
1: Yeah, like some of my, my earliest memories as a kid was just having coffee coffee cafe con leche in the morning. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: it is what it is. Okay. So that was us showing love to Latin culture since it's Hispanic Heritage Month and I really wanted to highlight that for this moment but now we'll go back to your djing what are some things that the nightlife has taught you especially when it comes to like bouncers and bottle girls and i want to get into the messy shit that happens in the nightlife
1: not the messy shit yeah what's
0: something that you discovered once you got in it that you didn't think of or consider before
1: um so when it comes to like nightlife and the people that you interact, first of all, you. I learned a long time ago, you got to get cool with the bouncers over of it, because mm. uh, bouncers sometimes they go rogue and they do whatever the hell they want. Okay. Um. Some sometimes they power trip and sometimes they're your best friend.
0: The power trip is serious.
1: Yeah, we I mean, we even we even deal with it. You know what I mean? Like DJs deal with it
0: too.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. everybody. Everybody's a personality, right? Like they they may not act stupid with you, but they act stupid with your friends. Wow. Right? So, it's like, then you got to kind of step in and say, yo, like, I'm working here too. Like, what are you doing? What
0: was, like, the craziest thing that you've experienced <sighs> with
1: the bouncer? While I, while I was working or well, when, I, when I wasn't working?
0: While you were working and, like, with your friends and stuff. Has your friend had an issue getting <sighs> through the door? Or?
1: I've been I've been fairly lucky. Okay. I've been fairly lucky when it comes to that because uh, I learned um, how to try to, I, I had to be kind of, like, personal aware of people. Like, just kind of, like, you know, just... Show love and respect. Like mm-hmm. that's just the way that I kind of move. So, you know, if I could find a way to avoid it, then you know I'll, I'll do that. Right? I if I not if I have friends coming up, I'm usually telling the bouncer ahead of time. Like yo, so just to avoid any sort of issue. Like yo, I got people coming through. I, I'll even like for example at the Delancey, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> I DJ at the Delancey from time to time. I do the Reggaeton woman in the basement, and it gets really packed really packed, and they start, like, the line goes down the, down the freaking block. They start charging $40, $50 at the door. So I tell my people, like, yo, if you're going to come, come early and show them this text. And I always send them a text and be like, yo, um, just tell them you're with local. And so then I tell the bouncers, yo, I got my people coming through. If anything, they'll show you a phone. they they show you the t- conversation that we had so you can see that that would be. Yeah. So it's just contingencies, right? You got to prepare for
0: right. situations. Now, back to the messy shit. (laughs) Have you, like, especially when it comes to, like, bottle girls and those different personalities that you mentioned in the club, Mm -hmm. what's something that working in the the nightlife has taught you about all those different personalities? You got to have
1: patience um, because some people are just assholes. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was DJing at a bar. I'm not going to say where, but it was in the Lower East Side. And it was the first time that I was there. I was I was sent there because I I work for a DJ agency, so they sometimes place me in different in different spots sometimes okay. during the month. So I was going um it was a sports bar um, off of Houston Street and uh the sound quality was bad. Um and freaking the bouncer, I mean not the bouncer, the the the, the bar back, bartender, whatever, the dude was just ignoring me and I'm like all the way stuck in the corner. I'm like, you know, we introduce ourselves and everything and He was just giving me attitude all night. I said, "Yo, bro, I'm just, just trying to tell you, like, can you know, can you send me a drink or something? Like, I'm kind of running dry. I can't just leave in the middle of my set to go to the bar. Like, that's one of those things. Like, it is what it is."
0: Yeah, when they're not considerate. Not at all, because
1: it's like, it's like sometimes they don't have respect for the DJ, and it's like, yo, like, you don't make money without me playing music.
0: (laughs) Not having respect for the DJ is that a common thing? Yeah. That's so yeah. weird. Why won't
1: they have respect for the DJ? <laughs> I I don't want to say that all oh, bartenders are like that, but there are people like that, right? People who just don't they don't show any sort of appreciation, right? Like,
0: yeah.
1: We're we're there working with you, you know what right. I mean? So it's like, well, like with the same thing that like you're dealing with all these drunk people. So are we like people were coming to us. with requests all night. That's weird. You know.
0: I'm sorry. Nah, don't worry <laughs> about it.
1: It's fine. It is what it is. Like it's one of those things where you just kind of, kind of, just you know, roll with it. It's all yeah. good. Because, like I said, not everybody's like that. But you will have that one individual that just doesn't want to, like, whatever. Like, right.
0: yeah. Well, I want to make sure everyone's hearing you right. Is his mic good, Ella? Mm-hmm. It's good? Okay. Just want to make sure you guys are hearing him correctly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, that sucks. Treat DJs better. That's fucked up. I didn't know that was a thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And, okay. So, more on DJing. Um What's like annoying pet peeves that you have when it comes to DJing? Do you like when people make song suggestions?
1: No, I don't.
0: <gasps> do DJ is not like that.
1: It's like the most hated thing in our industry, <laughs> to be honest with you.
0: But so many people do that. The
1: the, the most disrespectful thing you can do <laughs> is, is make to a song put no, is to put your phone in their face. Oh, that is the most disrespectful thing. I've
0: seen that. I'd be like, play sexy right? oh no
1: I said in the beginning when I was in,
0: but you guys are so calm about it uh,
1: some of us yeah, I, I I have had my moments where I was like I just lost my shit I'm just like yo get the phone out of my face yo like
0: because I don't think people know that's so irritating because if they knew that they wouldn't keep doing
1: it uh, they could put it like this right it's like if somebody comes to your office job and it's just like it's the same thing and, well how do you react right how do you react without no warning what is the Cause that's literally what—that's what they're literally doing, right? So, like, yeah. so you're like, what? What the hell? Like, you know, like, at least try. to, Like, with me, like, here's my thing. All right, you go to a club, you go to a bar, you want to hear a certain song. That's mm-hmm. normal, right? Yeah. But there's a way to go about it. Like, we're all humans.
0: So, teach us what's the way that you can recommend a song from a Be DJ if he's not playing the song that you like.
1: Be polite. Try to get their attention. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, whenever you can, if you can. Can you play this song? Yeah.
0: So, Don't shove Buy me a drink.
1: Buy me a drink even. Or buy me a shot. Something like just... Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, be, be nice. Yeah. Because we're there more, more often than not, four to five hours a night. Mm-hmm. Like, more than likely, the song that you're going to ask for, we're going to play it. Yeah. But it's not going to be at the moment that you want. Like, I've had people come up to me and ask me to play sexy red and i'm playing freaking carol g like how does that make sense yeah
0: like how is that transition gonna so happen?
1: my the you, i i i got i had a good dj homie who i actually you know i speaking to this about and he gave me a good a good piece of advice he was like yo what i tell them is just like if i have it and if it makes sense okay and that usually disarms them because then i make now it puts it back on them to think about what the hell they're asking for
0: that makes sense. You know? I, love, I love how you said it disarms them. Yeah.
1: I think about it. Because it's like, you, you know, if, you, if you're if you just coming up with just wanting to ask for something without actually trying to and say, hey, hey, you know, like, just be nice. You know, that's all it is. Be nice.
0: Do you go home with a lot of girls from the club?
1: <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't. Um, I usually am just, when I'm working, I'm working. Okay. You know. Um,
0: DJing doesn't help you get girls?
1: Um, it could one hundred percent. Um, but I I don't know. For me, it's kind of been hit or miss. I guess I don't know.
0: But I wonder, do women throw themselves at the DJ? Is that a thing?
1: I've seen it happen. Wow. I've, I've I've definitely seen Why it. Why is that? Um, I, I don't know. To be honest with you. I could not i c I couldn't I couldn't tell you. Um <laughs> some some DJs have bigger personalities than others. Okay. Right? So maybe it could be a, a charisma thing or something, or mm-hmm. maybe they're attracted to them, like you know, DJs in a way hold the power in the room, right? So power attracts. So yeah. it could be one of those things, but
0: like yeah. I went out recently, or well, it wasn't that recently, it was a few months ago and Girls go crazy to get in, like, that DJ booth section in yeah. some spaces. What is that about? Why do you want to be so close to the DJ?
1: Um, because sometimes they want to see what we're doing, and sometimes they want to have a whole conversation about what we're doing and how we're doing it and wants to show them because that happens to me a lot. <laughs>
0: no, but these girls, okay, this space it was kind of like the DJ booth was, like, on a stage. Yeah. So they wanted to be there, like, dancing.
1: They just want to be seen. Okay. Yeah, it's just really what it is. Like we're in a day and age where social media kind of runs our lives. So
0: yeah.
1: you know what I mean. So.
0: And how do you deal with all that temptation? Like girls just coming up to you and you're saying you don't take them. Home?
1: Uh, I'm not saying I'm a saint now, but <laughs> you, you know I'm not. I'm, I'm it's not. It's kind of like you're. Over I, it. I don't kiss and tell. Is basically what I'm saying. Okay. I say. but, all right. Oh, but <laughs> I, was, I was exposing him, right? I yeah, mean. but uh, no, but i also at the same time, like I, I'm when I'm working, I'm working, right? So it's like. You know, uh, chances are sometimes the girl that I'm actually interested in, they'll probably pass by once and then I won't see them again for the rest mm. of the night. So, I'm not going to just like take any girl that comes and throws themselves at me. Like, got it.
0: Tampoco oh. soy así. <laughs> right, tampoco. You said,
1: tampoco say that again. Tampoco soy así. Like, I'm soy not. Así. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You got standards. I you like know,
1: that. you you got to keep standards, you know, or else what are we doing? A lot of men don't have
0: standard standards.
1: I mean, you know, you get a few drinks in your system, it happens, right? But, yeah, yeah no, you gotta, you gotta keep some sort of standard.
0: Nice. All right. Well, that was really, that was really good DJ secret. I feel like, I still don't feel like I got secrets out of you. Like, I need, <laughs> I need to know what really happened.
1: What, like, what, uh, what do you, what What do you want to know? What else, what else, are you curious about?
0: Like, do you guys ever, hmm, what am I curious about? I have about? a question. Okay. So, like, Say you have a playlist already playing, right? Mm-hmm. You uh, I don't know if you ever had experience with like a famous artist that's, like appearing at the club. Like, do you automatically play their music or do y'all you... yeah, be playing their songs? Like, if you saw T Pain walking in the club, because I was actually in the strip club <laughs> in Atlanta where T Pain was came in, mm-hmm. and I don't think they realized he was there at first. So like the first. 40 minutes, they weren't playing anything. And then after that, it was like t paint, t paint, T-Pain, T-Pain.
1: I haven't had that experience yet, but if it was me, I'd probably play some of their songs, but I wouldn't play the songs back to back to back to back. Yeah. I would like make it make sense, right? For me, the way that I format my night, like I try to, I'm about creating a vibe and creating a feeling. Mm. Uh, I'm about creating memories. That's that's the way I put it. like I'm in the business of creating memories. So I'm not gonna just hit banger after banger after banger for T Pain. Like I'm gonna hit you with some T Pain. I'll probably go into the Dream. I will probably go into the Usher. Then back to T Pain. So it's like you know, it's about hitting that that combination of feelings.
0: Now, what about up and coming artists? Have you had up and coming artists like throw their mixtape in your face? I had. I've,
1: <laughs> I've I've had up up and up and coming artists come up to me and talk about yo. Can you play my song? Like, I'll send you my song. Like, no. <laughs> you could send it to me and I'll check it out, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw it on. Not unless they're performing. If they're performing, they were scheduled to perform, then that's different. Okay. Yeah.
0: And if you check it out and you do like it, would you
1: I'll play incorporate it. it yeah, one hundred
0: percent. My latest. It's like right there. <laughs> but the thing too is They're that like here it is bro just just press play it's right right here. <laughs> right it's,
1: so for me it's like I'm if I'm doing that in the middle of DJing it's a pain in the ass because I gotta turn on the Wi Fi, I gotta download the file <laughs> it's like all oh,
0: while there's a,
1: oh while there's music playing and I gotta set another song to get play to ready and then get the other song ready it's a lot it's a lot going on so for me it's just like nah I'm not gonna do it now but like you know send it to me I'll check it out and if it's dope I'll play it you know at uh, another set
0: you see, that that was something I needed to know because I know there's a lot of people who are. Does that happen to you often? Or
1: um, a
0: good amount of times. It's
1: happened to me a good amount of times for sure. I was gonna I was gonna mention that I had like just years ago I met an artist on the scene. Um, she she had a viral hit and um, I forget what the hell the name of the song was, but it was like a Violet funk type of song. Oh. And it, yeah, it was produced by. Uh, a DJ that was on that's on Power One Hundred Five, and you know she was she was doing pretty good, and I you know I actually checked out her catalog and some of her earlier songs I fucked with it, and very recently I just put it in um, a mix of mine that I debuted on on Half Moon Half Moon Radio in Brooklyn, and it was you know it's pretty dope because it's, it's part of a vibe.
0: Okay, so you give artists a chance if yeah. you actually mess with the songs.
1: I'm a music lover, music lover first mm-hmm. at heart, so for me if I like the song and if it, Works with what I do and, and the type of music that I like to play, then yeah, I'm gonna play it.
0: Have you actually met any celebs in the within the DJ space and the nightlife? World?
1: Um, I wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe like DJs, maybe like popular DJs, yeah. Oh, like, popular DJs. But not like artists. no, I haven't ever been that lucky yet.
0: How is it with other DJs? Is there DJ beef? Who you Point out the ops right now. No, nah, like. no, nah, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> there, there,
1: There's no ops. Okay. Uh, I'll put no DJ right. ops? No DJ ops. For nah. you
0: or in general? I'd like
1: to say in general, you know, everybody has their own um, perspective and point of view. Okay. Um, I like to move with just, with you know, like I used to say back in the day, peace, love, and bachata. Like, that's oh. just the way that I move. So, for me, it's just like, you know. The energy that you give me, I'm gonna give you right back to you. And if you know we're not vibing, then it's cool. I go my way, you go your way. You go your way. It's all good. nothing wrong with it. Because at the end of the day, I'm blessed to do something that not a lot of people could do.
0: So I know you have a really beautiful perspective and all. I love that. What's <laughs> something another DJ could do that could really get under your skin? Like now you my op uh, Um, the right, now. <laughs> right,
1: right. Um, I don't know. I think that for me, I just I. A, a big pet peeve of mine is just unprofessional, like people mm. being unprofessional. Um, I'm, I take professionalism very seriously. Uh, what that means in the DJ world is just, you know, being on time, being respectful of people's mm. time. You know, you, you don't know what I got going on. Like, right. it's one of those things. Um, it's, I don't know. Something that they could really get under my skin is just, just blatant disrespect, <laughs> You know, people have egos, and sometimes it comes out, and either the way that they move or the way that they're talking to you. Like, relax. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel that. Now, we're going to move on to a segment called Harsh Truth. Now, it's not really, doesn't really have to be harsh, but this is where we have guests share a lesson that they've learned in recent years Mm -hmm. or through this conversation Mm -hmm. that would be helpful to someone else
1: um give people grace i think that you shouldn't uh judge people off a of rip mm. you know off of your first couple of interactions because you don't know what's going on in their lives or what they're dealing with or what could be happening in that moment right um somebody gave me that piece of advice very recently a very close friend of mine and i think that it's definitely very applicable on anything that you do
0: with that. Give people grace. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lesson that I follow as well too. Mm -hmm. Even um, sometimes when I'm sending emails at work and I will always start the email with like, hey, your hope your day's going well. Mm -hmm. Or just simple things like that, but Mm -hmm. acknowledging people's humanity before you go in with an ask or a task. Or sometimes people ask things like it's a demand. Like, I need this by the end of day. It's like, hi, how are you doing? Do you have the bandwidth? Do you have the time to help me with
1: this? Yeah, I think that that's something that, especially, like, in not to cut you off, especially no. in, in the DJ world, like, everybody is trying to come up, right? Like, me, yeah. myself, I've been guilty of coming off across like, you know, like, if I just, I'm looking for pe- to use people for certain things, and that's not what it is, you know, sometimes in the moment, you're not really looking at it, so I think that it's very important for you to always just kind of analyze the way that you're talking to people, the way that you interact, and mm-hmm. Not to forget that we're all humans and, you know, just build that human relationship first before it even gets to that. That it be organic.
0: I agree. Mm -hmm. Also, (laughs) getting completely off topic, but I noticed your hands are really well kept.
1: (laughs) I I did put on some lotion before I walked in. I didn't want to walk in with (laughs) ashy-ass knuckles, but no, I try. I try. Thank you, I guess. (laughs) Do you get manicures? No, I don't.
0: You don't get manicures. No, I don't. How do you you maintain (laughs) your hands? I
1: just do it myself. I cut my own nails.
0: Oh, you cut your nails. Do you buff them? No, I don't. Wow. (laughs) No, if you look at this man's hands, I would do a zoom (laughs) in. It looks like you are getting a manicure every week or every other week.
1: I could have swore you went to some
0: shop and got them buffed and, and done and plucked.
1: I, I I appreciate the compliment, but you know this is these are my money makers, right? So I do gotta take care of them.
0: Wow, I didn't even think about that. Do DJs take care of their hands really well?
1: Um, I don't know about the hands, but the feet is one thing that I've been learning to take care of more. Like just because you're
0: standing all day. <sighs> I'm
1: telling you, I just I just started getting pedicures recently, so it's like the like the foot massages. I'm like, Lord, why have I not been doing this sooner? Because
0: uh, you're standing all day. Mm-hmm. Now your hands, because I know like guitar players get really calloused hands yeah do you guys get calloused? i mean if you look hands? at the
1: inside of my hands my hand, inside of my hands are a little calloused
0: no your hands look baby soft that's why i was looking at your hands.
1: <laughs> i guess i'm blessed to have good skin right <laughs> <laughs> i
0: guess okay that's good to know no i didn't think about dj's feet mm-hmm Okay, mm-hmm. so if you're a lady and you're trying to get a DJ to offer him a foot massage, is uh, that what you're saying? Foot
1: massage, spa treatment, something because we're it's like it's a lot. Like you think about it, like we're outside. Like one thing that you know I learned a long time ago that uh, one of my mentors told me is that you know if you, if you, you you're not gonna be outside two three nights in a row to four in the morning if you don't love this.
0: That's true. You know, like, that's true. And dealing with all the personalities and the chaos. Mm-hmm. If you don't love it,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Because it's not just about the nights that we're DJing; it's also the nights where we're out supporting our friends other and DJs. events, and you know, a lot half of the work is DJing, the other half is networking.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. what are some networking tips that you have then? Because even myself, I'm trying to get into networking.
1: There, um, honestly, just try, just try to be as genuine as possible, and. Much like what we were discussing before, don't go in with trying to ask for something. Just go in and try to build some sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and let, let it be organic.
0: Let it be organic. That's mm-hmm. a good tip. Mm-hmm. Now, one last club question. I hate, like, when... Okay, sometimes the DJ is too lit, so you got to stay in the club. So, like, 4 a.m., the light comes on and everything, but it's just too late, mm-hmm. And then you go outside, and there's always some chaos. Like, the, the front of the club chaos when you're waiting for the Uber or the club, do you deal with that or you just wait for everybody to leave or what
1: do you do? Usually wait for everybody to leave.
0: You wait for everybody to leave the front which will take like probably 45 minutes to an hour.
1: No, I mean, it depends on what clubs you're going to. <laughs> no, because I
0: have been, well, first of all, it takes mad long for the Ubers to come so the mm. front of the club, because mm. everybody's trying to leave at the same time. Yeah, I probably dragged it with 45 minutes, but it takes a while. So yeah. Wait for everybody to leave.
1: Well, or even think about it, too. Like, I have to wait till, you know, they actually like, bring up the lights and they kick everybody out. And then mm. I, I got to put my laptop away, put all the cables. That takes time. So by the time I'm doing, done doing that, like, let's say maybe 20 minutes after they finally kicked everybody out, like, that's probably the time I leave.
0: This is always some shit. Yeah. Especially the last time I was in Dykman. Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean, Dykeman is his own, that's his own world I haven't partied in Dykeman like that in years Oh, Dykeman uh, is a vibe sometimes Yeah, Dyke, vibe. Dykeman is a vibe uh, I have a lot, of, a lot of DJ homies in Dykeman that, you know I, I just don't get a chance to really check them out like that Because I'm always working But yeah. <clears throat> I'm usually like more like a locksmith yeah. one ninety 190th or, you know, I'm downtown or in LES or in Brooklyn Nice
0: yeah, no, when you get in front of the club, there's going to be some fight, some chaos, some yeah. couple fight.
1: That's the worst. It's
0: always a couple fight. So, that's
1: the worst. It's like super awkward. It's like, all right. And
0: ahead. everybody's watching. And then oh. the girls are like, we got to jump in. Oh, <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's like people try to act like they're not listening, but they are. Like, everybody's yeah.
0: listening. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, w- I do want to give you another chance to... Uh, remind the people about your socials or any project, anything that you want to plug, this is your time to do it.
1: For sure. So you can follow me on Instagram, DJ Loco with a K, NYC. Also on TikTok, the same DJ Loco NYC. I'm on Twitter also, DJ Loco NY. You can look me up on SoundCloud, MixCloud, DJ Loco NYC, same thing. Um, I'm doing a monthly residency show for Half Moon Radio in Brooklyn. That's going to be every third uh, Sunday of the month at 3 o'clock. Next episode is going to be this coming Sunday, which is, I think, the 17th. That's going to be the next one. I'm also doing another uh local and friends party um on the 14th at Locksmith. I got my boy play the music as my special guest starting at 10 o'clock. So, yeah, pull up.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, this episode is going to drop on the 15th. <laughs> ah, well, there you go. All good. <laughs> the episode is going to drop on the 15th, but still pull up to all the places that... Mm-hmm. You go to, you're always at the locksmith, you're Mm. always at these places. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Check them out. And I do want to remind people again, at Casa Confessions Podcast on all social media platforms. And at big underscore Lonnie on Twitter to stay updated. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and we drop semi-monthly, twice a month. And remember to subscribe to this YouTube video and give a like so we can keep posting videos like this lastly i do want to end off with our song of the pod so i'm doing this last because our youtube listeners will not be able to listen but if there's a song that you've been messing with lately let's play it Oh, uh,
1: yeah uh 8 a.m in charlotte i've had that on repeat like 8 since in
0: since, Charlotte. Yep, off the new album okay so this is a, a new album drop i just want to see if i remember it but Okay. Yeah. These are those songs that you pop your head to. Yeah. In the car.
1: Those are the ones that I like to drive
0: to. Yeah, driving music. Yep.
1: Do. 100. It reminds me of um, I think it's Tuscan Leather.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one
1: of my favorite songs too. I love, I, I love, I love Drake when he does songs like this. It just makes you sit back and reflect and just chill. I
0: all right, bye, guys. We'll catch you guys next time. It's great getting to speak with all you guys. Well, getting to speak with DJ Loco and having
1: you guys here. Yeah, bless <laughs> See you guys
0: next
1: time. Bye. Bronx, May. Bronx, May. Bronx, May.